Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Twin Picks podcast. My name is Dan. My name's Nicole. And this is a movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on a theme. And this week our theme is European holiday movies where we'll be discussing The Descent and Funny Games. After that we'll announce our theme and topic for the next episode. And the final section is Sitch Up where one of us has to watch a terrible movie. And this time I lost, or last time I lost, and this time I had to watch Larmageddon. Uh, which may have affected me um, in my brain a little bit as we were discussing earlier. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so hang around, hang around and, and listen to my thoughts on Geddon. Before all that, we have a little bit of a chat about anything we want. It's been a little while since we recorded, mate. We, we, yeah, we had a little break, like, we had a little holiday and um, like, our episodes yeah. are going back out now. But yeah, it's it's been a while since we actually recorded. My sound waves don't look like they're doing anything. Because you know how you, you can see yours going up and down. Yeah, yours I are going can up see. And down. Are they? Oh, that's yeah. weird. It, I can only just see yours going up and down. Yours are, but yours is, is more slight than mine. Right. Because um, mine's on a bigger screen. Okay. Maybe we'll just keep all of that in so it's more. <laughs> Very authentic. It's authentic. It's behind the scenes. <laughs> you get you get to see behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can we can mask it as being authentic, but really we're <laughs> just trying to save how much fucking editing we have to do. How you been? I've been yeah, I've been alright. I've moved up to Queensland. I've been up here for about three weeks now, and I haven't done too much uh, exploring yet. I was supposed to head to Brisbane on the weekend, but we've had a I was going to the comedy festival and we had a lockdown here. Um, oh, but shit. I've just just been hanging out beside the beach and I um I went to a supermarket a few weeks ago and I used to work at I used to work at Woolies and when I went in the lady that served me was an old colleague from like 5 6 years ago. Have haven't mm. had any contact with her. No way. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre. That's very bizarre. Random. The shopping centre that is next to my work, she was there. Crazy. What have you been up to? Just working, just moving. Um, I'm almost done with the moving. And I don't know why I'm talking in song. But (laughs) one more load, maybe two more loads to go and then I'm done. But it's really just sort of sorting out uh, what is essential I want to keep and what I want to throw out because I want to mm. be as basic as possible so I can move around at a moment's notice without too much bother. That's what happens when you move. You just like you, you accumulate so much shit and then like when you have to move to a new place, you're just like, I don't want to take all this shit with me every time. <laughs> yeah. You just refine it, don't you, every time? Yeah. yeah. I want to get it down to just like a sleeping bag and a, my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm almost done. And this is actually the last episode uh, of the podcast that I'll be recording in this house before we get rid of it. So, um, and it's on to Pastures New. So exciting, mate. But I uh, thought I'd record the last one here. And obviously you're in a new place. So it's mm. like a, a passing of the sword. Is that the phrase? Sure. <laughs> we can call it that. But I've been so busy that I haven't watched too much, but I've watched a few few bits and pieces. You watched uh, you watched many things lately since your move in your new gaff. I've been watching a few different TV shows. Doctor Death just came out on Stan and it's got um Joshua Jackson and Alec Baldwin in it. And it's about um 
Christopher Dunch, who was a doctor, but he kept on um, failing all of his surgeries and killing his either killing his patients or just doing something horrible to them that they end up, you know, disabled in some way. Anyway, I think he's in jail for life now. I The TV series was okay. I think I didn't like it as much because I really hated the serial killers um, just because he was really cocky and I think that's why I didn't enjoy this series as much. Mm. Was it Joshua Jackson that was the cocky murderer? Yeah, maybe it's him, but... What um the Dawson's Creek dude? I never saw that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm very aware of it. It's not based on like a real thing. Yeah, is it's it? a true story. It's what true is story. it? Yeah, yeah. That's horrific. Look it up. Holy shit! I thought it was just because I've heard of it. I think I heard someone talk about it on a podcast, but I assumed it was just like a drama. Let's uh, lift things up with a ridiculous uh, time travel sci-fi action movie with Chris Pratt. Is this the new one that came out? Yeah, it's got Chris Pratt. Is it good? Nah. Ah, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> but I love it. Oh, okay, good. It's got some really cool scenes in it. And it's uh, it's quite amusing. Sometimes the comedy is very misplaced in, in weird scenes that don't really make much sense. It's way too long. By the third act, I was like, nah, they're not doing this, are they? And then they do it, and I, at the same time, hated it and loved it at the same time. I can't describe it. It was a weird experience. Mm. Um, But I had a good time watching it, and it was kind of exactly what I needed at the time. So I'd recommend that that if you you don't want to... If you Something want to switch to off, watch. if you're having tr- yeah trouble concentrating on things or whatever, you've got a lot on your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely a switch your brain off movie and don't think about it too much. Yeah, great. I've got a switch, switch off your brain TV series. I watched two seasons of This Way Up, which uh, it's about this uh, lady, uh, Anya. She, it's based in the UK, based in London. And she's um, just came out of rehab because she had a mental breakdown, but it's a comedy and it's pretty funny. Um, she's this like in, uh, second language teacher. And it's just her life day by day and how, how she's coping and about her family and everything. Highly recommend. Um, yeah. in total, the two seasons is a total of, 12 episodes and they're only half an hour long. Cool. I would not recommend Godzilla versus Kong. Um, <laughs> Sarah and I rented it and uh, after a, a little while we waited for it to come down in price to rent and I'm so glad we did because I, 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 I just, I couldn't. I just, it was so, I, I found it so um, dull actually, um, hmm. quite boring. It was just like watching a computer game, really, and like for the whole thing. And I didn't care for it, Nicole. I didn't care for it, so it does not get the Dan stamp of approval. My my ex took me to Godzilla back when it came out. I think like twenty thirteen or fourteen. Mm. I think I fell asleep in the film because <laughs> I I was like it was so shit, and he was like this is great. <laughs> and I remember catching up with him like 
a year or two ago and he's like yeah actually Godzilla was shit I'm like yes and finally you agree that's so not my film (laughs) finally you understand (laughs) I watched Fleabag I watched two seasons the two seasons oh you watched Fleabag have you seen this have you watched no I haven't but I'm aware of it people are like you haven't seen Fleabag I'm like no they're like you should watch it like hot priest add it to the pile hot priest what do you mean hot priest (laughs) what does that mean Have you not heard of this reference? I today I kept saying hot priest. No, if you watch season two, um, what's the what's the actor's name? He's the priest in it, and um, Fleabag. She's she's uh, attracted to him. He's this young young priest that is going to officiate his dad, her dad, and stepmom's wedding, and there's this sexual tension between them. It's just hilarious. Between the priest, like, the clerg- a clergyman, <laughs> sexual yeah. feelings. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, he's um, a hot priest. That's exciting. Will it be a season <laughs> three? Will it be hotter priests? Will well, be hotter than a piece of toast? I think, I think the season ended like two or three years ago. And oh, I forgot what her name is. That is who wrote it. I think she she was saying that if she does, when she does a season three, that it would be later on when she's like almost in her 40s to have a bit of a gap and see like how her life has been since then. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was good. I've heard good things. Um, actually, just thinking about it. Oh, her name's Phoebe Wallerbridge, and I think she's actually got a credit for one, as one of the writers on the new James Bond film, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, but, really? Um, she yeah, does Killing so. Eve. She created that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm pretty sure, actually, I have seen five or ten minutes of it, and she maybe was in a like an art show or something. And there was maybe a, a, a oh, mould of somebody's penis. <laughs> yeah. Was the hot priest in that? No. Was it the hot priest's <laughs> penis mould? No, no. Um, I watched Black Widow, but everybody talks about Marvel. So I'm not going to labour the point other than saying it's good. I've got one more movie. I've got oh, one yeah, more go movie on. that I want to talk about. And then I'm go done. On. It's called Shadow in the Cloud, um, but it's got Chloe Grace Moretz in it. And I watched half the trailer and I thought, yeah, this looks good. I don't want to watch any more of the trailer because I don't want it to give anything away. And actually, I was worried that I'd already seen too much because it seemed like a really interesting premise. And then it started and there was some weird character choices and weird bits of dialogue. And I thought, oh, there must be a payoff to this. And I'm not going to, this is a spoiler free review, so I'm not going to go into it too much. Yeah. And then this thing happens. And then another thing happens and you're just like, what movie am I watching? I don't know. It's hard. It's very hard to talk about without spoilers. If you've seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It didn't make any sense. Good or not good? No, it was awful. It was not entertaining. That's the frustrating thing is because I feel like it was actually quite a good little setup. Like the thing that they do at the beginning sets Mm. up quite a good premise. And you think, oh, this could be interesting. And I saw it was like 90 minutes. That was the main reason I put it on because it was nice and snappy. But it felt longer. Um, yeah, avoid, mate, avoid. Shadow in the clouds. Shadow in the clouds. Stay in the clouds, stay in the darkness. <laughs> Shall we move on to the next bit? Yeah, let's move on if we're all 
wraps up with what we've been talking about. Let's move on yeah. to section two, the European holiday movies bit, where we're going to be discussing The Descent and Funny Games. But as this was your choice of topic, it's your turn to do the little intro, what we do every episode. Yeah. And yeah, what you got in store for us this time, mate? So it's visual and I'm aware that this podcast is pretty much audio only but I am going to put the I'm going to put the quiz online so people can play along and give it a go and see how well you can guess these pictures so this episode is dedicated to one of my old colleagues that I used to work with and back when we used to work on Neighbours I used to have a PC at work and you get those screensavers of these beautiful landscapes and we used to guess where the country was. So I'm kind of doing that with you today. I've given okay. you I've given you nine pictures and I you're gonna guess the European location. So they're all in Europe. They're all in Europe. They're definitely all in Europe. Yes. And that covers a lot of countries. <laughs> yeah. I've got a name I've got a name what have I got a name? The country. Just the country. A, just a country. You don't have to name the lo- like the city, just the country. Or the monument. No. Or the the style of architecture. No. Or the period it was created. <laughs> no. You might as well have. <laughs> That's way too hard. So oh, the okay. first image. So how's it gonna work? So if you play if you play the first image and I'll describe it to okay. um, our listeners. So ocean view and there's like an island with little houses on it. Um, now, do you want to have a guess of what it is off the bat, or do you want to do a multiple choice for it? I'm going to have a guess. I'm Ooh. going to say the UK. That's incorrect. <laughs> what is it? It's Montenegro. It's called Zveti Stefan, I think is the city. So that is incorrect. So if you play... So if you play the next image, number two, so it's, a, it's a natural landscape with some mountains in the background. Yes. Would you like a m- multiple choice, or would you wanna do you wanna give it a guess? It's very, it's green. It's sort of valley. It's got valleys and stuff. It's very sound of music key looking. Mm. But yeah, I'll have a multiple choice, mate. So the choices are Austria. Sweden, Germany, or Switzerland? (laughs) The hills are alive in the sound of Switzerland. Oh, correct. Yay. Richard Simmons. Is it Richard Simmons? Yeah, that does track nerds and history and film. That's his image. Oh, okay. He took that photo. Awesome. Does he know you're using it? He, no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask him, and then I was like, "Oh, it's probably way too late for me to ask him." If you go on Track Nerds, though, he's got some gorgeous pictures of um, places in the US. I'm almost tempted to buy one. He's awesome. got like, yeah, you can purchase some of his images. He doesn't have too many of Europe, but. His ones of the States are really amazing. Awesome. Well, maybe we'll put a link in the show description then. So just (laughs) (laughs) we're not sending your image. It's co-promotion. Yeah. Um, So the next pick 
You might almost instantly guess the location of this. So it's a lot of white buildings around. Yes, it's white. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like that means nothing to me. Where um, a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, it's definitely this location. So, like, I can tell you what it looks like because it, it looks kind of like Santorini, but I'm only saying that because I've been oh, here. Yeah. Uh, but Santorini me, is in Spain? No, Italy? It's a Greek island. Yeah. But um, I don't know, mate. Let's have, a, let's have a multiple choice. So it could be out of Italy, Greece, Malta or Spain. Don't be Google oh, searching this image. <laughs> How do you know I didn't do that already? You sent me this like an hour yeah, and a half. No. I, I was like, Dan could almost Google search what this image is and he'll find out instantly. Mate, I had to delay recording for two hours because I wasn't ready with my notes. So do you think I had the time to, to Google search these images? I considered it. My brain went, shall I do that? And I was like, nah. nah. <laughs> Maybe if I had the time, I may have done it. Who knows? I'm delaying the inevitable. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say Greece. Ding, ding, ding. It's a photo yeah. that I've taken. That's in Rhodes. Yeah. Lovely. Oh, yes. This is also one of my photos. It's my one of my favourite photos that I've ever taken before. So awesome. it's a bunch. There's um, some men carrying a religious statue. So it's a religious festival. It could be out of Italian, uh, Italian, <laughs> Italy, <laughs> Malta, Spain, or Germany. Okay. Um, uh, complete guess. I'm going to say Italy. I mean, Malta's pretty close to Italy. It's in Italy. Oh, it's in Malta. So this Malta's is the Malta. Malta. No, Malta is just lit. Literally, like, you could get a boat to Sicily in a few hours. Just a um, couple of hours it... boat ride from Italy. Spend <laughs> Just a, a few wonderful days in Malta. <laughs> welcome Maltese tourist attractions. Yeah. This, that photo was taken in my, my dad's hometown, and it's the Feast of St. Nicholas, which is why my name is Nicole. Really? Yeah. So the next picture is an island that's got a bunch of little red houses on it and it's very nice and green. It would be very tiny. You could probably walk from one part of the little island to the other in like half an hour, maybe not even. I feel like, yeah, it's very small. Um, It's very small. I've got a gut feeling, but um, I'm not sure. What are my options? Your options are... Finland, Iceland, Greenland, or Switzerland. It's Anything one of the lands. <laughs> uh, well, uh, what was the last one? Switzerland. Switzerland, which we've already had a Switzerland image. We've already had a Switzerland. Oh, don't give me any uh, hints. <laughs> Honestly, my um, my gut feeling was was Finland before, and you said it. I was like, oh, I've got to go with that then. Yeah, go with it. Finland. It's a it's a correct answer. It's called Cabin Island. Okay. When I when I looked up all these images, I was like, I really want to be back in Europe. I miss holidaying. 
Yeah, I've, see, I've, I've been to Finland, so it's just pure luck that I think mm. I stayed in uh, Helsinki and I got a, oh, yeah, it cool. was proper cold and I got a boat to some cold island and it was cold there too. So, and it, it looked kind of like this. And that's the only yeah. reason I knew it. It was like a prison awesome. or something. I can't remember. It was Ooh. a long time ago. So, I was like but Alcatraz, but that's not <laughs> that's not in Europe. Oh, I'd love to go to Alcatraz. I've, I've been to San Fran, but I didn't get to Alcatraz. Yeah, same. So, <laughs> so one thing I didn't do there. I'd love to go. I'd love to go there. I don't know why I didn't. I really regret it. But mm. we'll have to do a Twin Peaks tour, US tour of San Francisco. Go to yeah. prison. Did you, Record from the did prison, you hire... and then we can do the Nicholas Cage bit from the Rock. <laughs> did you um? Did you hire a bike and go on the, on the Golden Gate Bridge, or just walk on it? I did not. I did not. You didn't do. You didn't do either. You didn't even no, go did... on the Golden Gate Bridge. We was um. We were only there for a day because we were staying in. Um, uh... We we were driving from LA to Sacramento, and we stayed in San Francisco on our way back. And. Right. Um, but we only stayed there for a night and uh so we had a day in san francisco and what we did is we went to a pub on the pier and got drunk for the entire day and then <laughs> and then went back <laughs> we did nothing else but we uh spoke to some really uh nice locals bought us a few drinks and stuff and we found a the zoltar machine from big they had that on there so that was a little oh moment. cool but That's now cool. they're everywhere so it's not so special oh. i thought it was like the actual one that they use on in the movie Nah, that would have been good the next image is pretty straightforward i think you would almost guess where this location would be mm. Mm. that looks a little bit like a selection of gondolas well, gondolas <laughs> or my eyesight's going and they're just floating shoes no um, i've been on a gondola have you i haven't been i have i've been to this city a couple of times but i've never been on a gondola this episode has just turned into an episode of uh oh we've been traveling oh. <laughs> <laughs> we've traveled to a lot of places haven't we i've traveled nicole have you traveled i see you're well traveled too that's <laughs> well, when when was it? Twenty twelve. I did seventeen countries in three months. That was so my you European have holiday. Traveled. Ooh, fancy! <laughs> and I did New New York and San Fran at the end of that trip as well. Anyway, awesome, awesome. Sounds amazing. Yeah. What? Um, where do you think this location is? Well, I know this one. I, I don't need a multiple multiple choice, right? It's Venice. 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 Yes. Venice. My um my old photography boss, Gina Militia, she took this photo. Awesome. The next picture. You wouldn't think this looks like it's in Europe because it's a Buddhist temple that's in the middle of the forest. Okay, yes, I can see. It's got um it's very lovely with uh, the sun in the background. Casting its and beams it's a, across the forest. Yeah, yeah, and there's this white Buddhist, pure white Buddhist temple. Mm. So the options are Romania, Hungary, Poland, or Belarus. Um, guesswork, Hungary. Guesswork. You are so good at this. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's my lucky day. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Yes, it is in Hungary. 
We got two. Oops. I think we've got two more to go. So the next image is of some statue that looks like a Viking style statue. And I took this photo as well. It definitely looks like a statue. <laughs> of a of a woman looking yes. into the wilderness. And she's wearing some kind of robe. Oh, I need some I need some multiple choice options, I think. So it's either Ireland, Scotland, England, or Isle of Man. Don't know if Isle of Man is a country. <laughs> but I put it in there anyway. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. I'll just cut it out. I'll, I'll just make it seem that we are well travelled and cultured. Um, I'm going to say Ireland. Incorrect. It's Isle of Man. Is it? Yeah. I took this photo at Peel Castle. This last picture is probably my favourite picture out of all of them. It's taken in the evening. It's almost dusk, but it's very blue. And there's this gorgeous, it's by the sea but this gorgeous mountain is in the middle of it and there's this road that you could almost drive through this mountain yes yes it's a very lovely picture and it looks kind of familiar Ooh. it looks you, kind of yeah, like you've iceland made to me. you've almost possibly gone to this location before um so it's out of sweden iceland denmark or norway well Get rid of the fourth option Oh, is not the thing I'm going to be doing. <laughs> Are you Googling this photo? I'm not Googling anything. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Nor- Norway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we just gave it away just then. <laughs> no. Do you know what? Like it was between Iceland and Norway. Like I was almost certain it was Iceland and then... When it was when you said Norway, I was like, oh, oh, there it is. I don't know. <laughs> You're correct. Yay! Yay! So you got one, two, three, four, five, six out of nine. That's pretty good. I got six out of nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Brilliant. That Brilliant. was an excellent quiz. And you're going to put that on the social medias. Is it already up if you're listening to this? It should be Has up. It already been up. Yeah. Well, thanks for that quiz, mate. That was very enjoyable. And I actually did all right for once, which is very surprising. It's unlike me. And then it's back to me. Let's see how I do on your next quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Intro. Yeah. Yeah. You get a rest now. It's back to me. And I've got to come up with an intro for the next show uh, and we'll be announcing that theme shortly but uh, first we're going to be talking about the descent and funny games i think we should start with the descent good that's <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking we should do this was exactly my thinking too so the descent came out in 2005 it was directed by neil marshall it's 99 minutes long the tagline reads scream your last breath and the synopsis reads, after a tragic, after a tragic, after, why can't I say tragic? Tragic. Say it again. It's tragic. Bloody tragic. Tragic. <laughs> after a tragic accident. <laughs> after a tragic accident. 
That's the only way I can say it is by doing a voice. <laughs> After a tragic accident, six friends reunite for a caving expedition. Their adventure soon goes horribly wrong when a collapse traps them deep underground and they find themselves pursued by bloodthirsty creatures. As their friendships deteriorate, they find themselves in a desperate struggle to survive the creatures and each other. It stars Shauna MacDonald as Sarah, Natalie Mendoza as Juno, Alex Reed as Ruth, and Miana Burring as Sam. Um, and there are a lot more people in it, but my screen grab only allows me to read four cast members. This was on my list and you chose it from my list it had a budget of 3.5 million and it grossed 57 million in a box, a box office and it was a, a british film yes it did proper good numbers wow and um neil marshall the director before this had, had directed dog soldiers but i'd recommend that one so the descent then so it's the synopsis perfectly explains the whole setup and scenario of what's going on here um, but it opens with a group of mates and they go kayaking and they're loving life. They're high-fiving each other and it's like, oh, it's adventures. <laughs> and um, then they get in the car and uh, what, the dad, the only the only bloke in the film actually, gets a scaffold pole through the face <sighs> and he's dead. And um, so we learn that the, 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 the daughter also died in that same crash, yeah. And then there's a bit of a time jump, isn't there? It goes to a year ahead and then they go caving to... Discover a new cave. Well, they don't know it's a new cave. No, they don't. Um, one of them, the only one, the sort of person that organised the, the, the trip, she knew and she didn't tell anyone. She's a very interesting character. Mm. Um, mate, it's proper full on. Like they, they get, It takes a while to get into the caves and, and get through. But once they do, the last... 45 minutes of this film is just pure tension and blood and terror i think in the darkness and i I think it's great i really enjoy it i fucking hated this film (laughs) you hated it did you i really dislike this film in what way (laughs) i disliked juno's character i just thought she was really fake which i guess she she was. I think that was kind of her character in a way. She was a rotten character. She, she was a rotten character. Um, and just like, just things like, oh, she left the map in in the car. And I was just like, well, that sets up the idea that, you know, they're going to go in this cave and then there's not going to be any research on how to get out kind of thing. Just yeah. I think maybe because it was obvious what was kind of happening next. I also didn't particularly like the creatures in this film. That's just my point of view. I also watched The Descent. I decided to watch Descent 2, which is far worse than this film. (laughs) Yeah, I remember it not being great. No. There was only one thing that I liked, which was at the end, it looks like Sarah is about to get out and, you know, she sees the light. And then she gets out and then she gets to her car and then all of a sudden she wakes up. So she's just hallucinating this situation. That's the only scene that I kind of enjoyed out of the whole movie. The very final scene. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where we find out that she's actually not escaping the cave and she's actually in there forever and she's at one with the darkness now and her grief. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I like I liked that scene too. Um, it's interesting. So you, because I was going to ask you which version you watched, because there was there's the British version, which is the one that that you watched, and there's also the US version, which um, is shorter, and it implies that she got out of the cave. So it literally ends on her like getting to her car and driving off, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, which is which is why the sequel exists. Um, mm. See, from what I've only seen the sequel once, but from what I remember, it just sort of follows on from the yeah. She's in hospital. Shorter and US to, version. Trying, they're trying to figure out, um, trying to get back to where this cave was, and which is really weird, right? So she's literally yeah. just got into hospital, and then. These um, people think that she's killed her friends because she's got all this blood on her, and they force her out of hospital to go back down into the caves again. I'm just like, if she's literally like, that would never happen in a million years. I'm sounding like Albert right now, but that would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> that right. wouldn't happen. You're right, um, You're right. and um, I think that was probably one of my major issues with the sequel as well. Like. Hmm. It just didn't need to happen, um, but it did so well financially that it was always going to happen. Hmm. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this film. I almost, I haven't seen it for a while, and I almost sort of, for the first half, was like, ah, oh, I don't know if this is going to be as good as I remember. But by the end of it, I was like, yeah, it's as good as I remember. And I had a great time re-watching it. And I had a good time looking up some of the facts about it as well. It was shot oh, yeah. at Pinewood, and they... Um, built all of the caves it was all set work because it had to it had to work as obviously it had to look like a cave system yeah also function for the crew to get through easily yeah great Uh, and you just couldn't do that on location like that would be imagine getting all the crew down into real caves (laughs) how expensive is that going to be as well you damage all the equipment it's just doesn't make any sense it sounds like yeah it sounds like an absolute nightmare and then maybe crew yeah. getting stuck in caves and oh well it's funny you say that because um on the they, when they built the sets what they had to do was to to make the cave system look all slimy and stuff they sprayed mm. lubricant all over the all over the walls right and it just made me think that well number one if the crew gets stuck in there they can easily pull them out with the lubricant and um i also thought they must have had a a, a budget for lube do you think there's some sort of cross-code for lubricant? Well, it's like when they use gun gunshots and all that, they use condoms, don't they? Oh, for squibs? Yeah. Is that what they're using for? Uh, <laughs> oh, good. I know. I've worked on a production before and they bought, like, so many condoms. I was like, what's this about? Hmm. Somebody's having fun tonight. <laughs> yeah, the SFX crew. <laughs> It's always the SFX crew. Uh, and you, you mentioned that you didn't like the, the monsters. I thought the monsters were, were pretty good. They weren't groundbreaking, but I thought that they were they were actually sort of influenced a little bit by Nosferatu and by vampires and sort mm. of batty, had batty qualities because which of is, sound. Yeah, which is fair. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought it was a, a better than your average monster movie and I had a great time watching it. And um, that's sort of why I the way I score films really yeah um the other thing the other thing that, that I I uh, heard Neil Marshall talking about on a podcast was was about lighting and a lot of the scenes because they're in darkness and stuff and at, one, at the start they were just using head torches and now like the crew was like oh okay so how do we just light this scene just using head torches and they're like well we just use head torches so for the most part they sort of lit 
the scenes only with what the characters were using. Right. And he sort of said, like, towards the end, it became a lot easier because they started to use fire. Like, they yeah, fire and to flares. Sticks and, and flares, yeah. They seem to have endless light of flare. I know. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the only convenience, really, that they allowed them. So I allowed them that. Because otherwise it would just be in darkness and what would we be watching? Mm. Just a blank screen. Maybe that's art too. Um, I enjoyed this film. Obviously you didn't enjoy it so much. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a strong old score, I think, mate. A solid eight out of ten for me. I'm giving this a three out of ten. Wow, a three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know how you gave, what did you give through Portrait of a Lady on Fire? That's a shame. Uh, Funny Games. So Funny Games came out in 1997. It was directed by Michael Haneke, 109 minutes long. No tagline on Letterboxd for this one. The synopsis reads, two psychotic young men take a mother, father and a son hostage in their vacation cabin and force them to play sadistic games with one another for their own amusement. It stars... Ulrich Mue as Gorg, Susanna Lothar as Anna, Arno Frisch as Paul, and Frank Gearing as Peter. Funny games. Were they funny games? If it was you in the situation, you wouldn't find the games very funny at all. No, I think I would find them fucking horrific games. Um, so Michael Heineken... Who created? He also created the the sequel, or not the sequel, the Americanized version of this, and it's literally identical. Yes. We've had a break between our last recordings, and I watched the original mm. quite maybe a week or so after we recorded last time, and yesterday I decided to watch the American version, and yeah identical pretty much even the if you see the trailer the trailer is identical to the austrian version yeah i love this film you love it yeah it was fantastic Mm. really smart yes yeah it was very smart i think the first time i watched it it was almost sort of lost on me a little bit and then this time while i was watching it, it was like oh wow yeah i see what i see what you're doing here and it's a brutal film, but I think one thing that I thought, I mean, because of the subject matter of the film and the theme and what, what the director was going for, I liked that he didn't show the violence. Like, mm. he always cut away from it. You saw blood splatter across the screen, which was all great imagery as well. But The only was... violence that you see is when Peter gets shot. But the, that seems really smart because Paul of a sudden he's like, oh, fuck, and then finds a remote and rewinds the scene to make yeah. it go back to, you know, his mate still alive. Yeah. The probably most disturbing scene that you would see is like the dog, the situation with the dog coming out of the car. That's really disturbing. Mm. But it was just a really smart film. It's just about, you know, two either rich kids or just bored young teenagers that go to rich middle-class people's houses just to play this game and kill them and just torture them. It's the entertainment value, isn't it? That what which they say a couple of times, mm. and it's just like it's just all all fun, and it's all this sadistic game for them. And uh, 
there's quite some quite long scenes. I felt like it crept along quite nicely in the first act because I was intrigued to where they were going with it. And like I've seen it before, so I knew what was... Oh, sorry, I haven't seen this one before. I've, I'd seen the American one before, which is pretty much the same film, right? Yeah. But I sort of was intrigued to see where it was going to go this time around. And it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was disturbing, but not so much that I couldn't watch it because the the most brutal scenes in it like we said that they sort of cut away from the kid ends up getting shot in a bit of a a scramble but Mm. you don't see any of that because it cuts away to the other psychopath making a sandwich in tiny white shorts and it's this weird like contrast to what's going on in the other room and um it just makes sense because the director's like violence is is bad why are you watching violent things the craft of it all ties in with what he was going for thematically. So, yeah, I thought it was really well done. I think the director's, I don't know if he was inspired or it was like this film came out and then these three kind of murders that happened in, the, I think it was in the States or somewhere around the world, but it was similar, like similar char- characteristics that, you know, they're wearing these white gloves and they were doing, um, and they were just doing it for fun. Yeah. And then, the character that plays Paul, uh, the director, uh, Michael, had had him in a previous thriller and also the dad in this film mm. had him in a previous thriller and they were father and son. Um, so he's worked with these actors before yeah, and uh, just knows their work. Unfortunately, I don't know if It's you... not a typical horror. Yeah, okay. I, I, I was just going to say, unfortunately, if, um, I don't know if you saw it, saw it, but three out of the four main people in it are, are now dead. Only one of them is alive oh. at the time of recording, um, which is weird, yeah, because they all died pretty young. I think one early 40s and then the others maybe in their 50s. Right. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's not your typical thriller as well. Most thrillers, you have a a happy ending and this one doesn't have that happy ending. It ends with, you know, they throw the mum overboard just like an hour before the game was supposed to end and then they go to the next house to do the same thing to that family. And the score yeah. in this film is really disturbing. It's not the type of music that I, I like listening to. It's, I think it's called Bonehead by Naked City. It's very screamo music. You listen oh, to yes. it and I just like almost want to almost wanna switch the, the, the TV off. It just blasts at you as well, doesn't it? Like particularly because they open with the family in the car and they're listening to classical music and then it just cuts to that really heavy metal music mm. uh yeah i don't care for it either but um it's meant to disturb you isn't it but um yeah. what else can we say about this film it's a masterpiece it's a masterpiece um yeah i quite liked it i thought it was i thought it was good um masterpiece i wouldn't quite go to masterpiece but yeah no really really, really liked it though really really liked it masterpiece mm. is mad max fury road I, I'm i going to give this a 9 out of 10. I, I thought it was really, really good. I would watch it again. I think it probably have quite a good rewatch factor. It bubbled along quite quickly. I was never bored. And actually, I was very uncomfortable the whole way through it and didn't quite know where it was going to take me. So I liked all that. And the bleak ending felt realistic to me. Yeah, I would give this an 8.7. Mm, okay, um, 8.7. I would probably change... 
this is the first time I've ever watched this film. I would probably, you know, watch it a few more times and put my score a lot higher. Yeah. For a first watch, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. Amazing. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed one of them in the end, mate. So the next topic, it's... um... We've got to announce what we're going to be picking in the next episode. And it's back to me because European holiday was your choice. It's back to me to choose. And I am going for car chases in movies. So movies with the best car chases. I am defining this one a little bit because um, there are a, a few. Like I know what I'm choosing in the episode and you'll have to tune in next week to hear what they are. But. Not all of them would be my first choice. There are a couple that I would have chosen, but they're just not available, and it's very frustrating. Like, I own them on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, that's are they? But are they available to rent? Because if they're available, are they not? Nope, they're not available in Australia at all. What? That's crazy. It's crazy, and it's what a world we live in. What a bloody world we live in, eh? <laughs> and that's what worries me about everything going online because it's a controlled market. That's the whole point, I guess. But yeah, so there's a few that I would have chosen overs, over the others. But um, yeah, that's that's what we're going for in the next episode. Um, shall we move on to the last section then, Stitch Up, where I yeah. lost last time and I had to watch Larmageddon. Mm. Um, we had to delay recording this one by a couple of hours because we we're meant to record at 10 a.m my time this morning and i texted you at 9 a.m was like oh can we delay it an hour or two and it's because i had to catch up on my notes and stuff which was true yeah but also i'd forgotten that i (laughs) i had to watch (laughs) a stitch up (laughs) movie this time and i I was lying in bed and i was woke up i was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) and it was like 9 a.m and I thought, and I looked it up, and it was an, only an hour and nine minutes long. Oh, I'm getting so I thought, oh, that's nice and easy. I can squeeze this in quite quickly. Yeah, it's nice and fresh in your brain. It's nice and fresh in my brain. Yeah, I almost wish it wasn't. So, Larmageddon, 2015, 69 minutes long. <laughs> um, I'm not making this up. The, the tagline: a woolly terror from space. And the synopsis reads, a killer llama from outer space crash lands on Earth and brings death and destruction to everyone in its path. Sounds all right. It, yeah, it does sound all right. It does sound all right. <laughs> I agree with you there. So let's, let's, let's break this synopsis down, shall we? So a killer llama, a killer llama, that's the first three words of this synopsis. So yes, there was a llama in it. Did they make it look like a killer? Can you make a llama look threatening? Um, I say no. The only threat that you have possibly from a llama is getting spat. At. <laughs> um, so okay, so the killer llama. So what do they do to make it look like a killer? They make its eyes red. I was actually thinking that's the only way that you could make a llama. Uh, yeah. Evil. And as the film goes goes on, you you realise that they the, its eyes are red because they can shoot lasers. <laughs> they can shoot lasers from their eyes. Brilliant. Because they're space llamas. This is great. (laughs) So from outer space, we've established that. uh, It crash lands on Earth and brings death and destruction to everyone in its path. So it crash lands on Earth in a spaceship, which is, you know, those like horse cabins trailers that you see just on the road, just any road. Pick a road, you're driving on it, any old road, and you see like a a car with a trailer attached to the back and it's got a horse in it or whatever. 
it's one of those but they've welded some wings to the side and that's this quote unquote spaceship and and yeah it brings death and destruction to everyone in its path um yeah pretty pretty true not everyone but mostly mostly everyone and it's i feel like it's so it's very tongue-in-cheek obviously there was no budget i think most of the budget probably went on llama trainers and llama per diems it's very low budget yeah it felt like it, it was tongue-in-cheek it knew what it was doing it was intentionally like a comedy but it wasn't very funny to me it didn't it made me smile a couple of the times at how ludicrous it was um there was a part in it where it went animated for a scene and actually i, I thought that was more enjoyable because it was probably the most the scene that would have relied on special effects and visual effects the most mm. and uh they just couldn't have pulled that off in live action so they just went fuck it we'll just do do it animated and actually the animate i thought oh, actually this whole film could have been much yeah. better if it was animated because it's a pretty crazy concept and they had some pretty crazy ideas which you probably could have done a lot easier in animation and um might have been a bit more fun but there's some very shoddy effects work. Um, I don't want to grate on it too much. I can't find too much about it that I, I enjoyed really, just really at how absurd some of it was. There's this one clip where the, there's two characters at a party, a college party, which is where the llama attack happens. And they're just dancing for like, I don't know, 90 seconds or something. And there's this weird saxophone music playing over the top. It's weird. It wasn't that entertaining for me. I couldn't wait to get through it. There wasn't enough value in the shoddiness, although I can see that they were that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. I would say it's it's a two. It's a two out of five. And those two points are because there's a bloke what looks like Bez who has a fist fight with a llama. So two two out of five, so a four out of ten or Did I say two out of five, did I? Yeah. Oh, I meant to say two out of ten. Okay, two two makes- army of the deads. Do you know what I forgot to I forgot to mention actually my favorite scene. Let me let me just mention this very quickly because I was yeah, trying to find on. positives and this scene did make me laugh. There's a there's a dude uh, and actually he's one of the dudes that had a little dance with a saxophone music and he picks up a <laughs> he picks up a stick that's been wrapped in tin foil or alfoil. So he picks up this stick and he declares it a space stick uh, and says it must be a weapon and then he goes on to do this big old speech about our friends will not die in vain and we will avenge their deaths and we will fight to the death and fight for the planet and all that stuff. And then he just gets blown up immediately by a, a, a llama's laser eyes. <laughs> and it did make me laugh. That was the one bit that made me, <laughs> made me laugh. Um, so, yeah, that's my positives out of the way. Shall we move on to the poll and find yes. out who lost this poll and who will be watching a stitch up movie for the next episode now the choices were between alone in the dark for you and harry and megan a royal fucking romance (laughs) for me um you put this poll on our stories so thanks for doing that have you got some result i i do have some result i when I first put this um, poll on, pilot season instantly voted for you. I was like, yes! Fuck off! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and then the vote started going up to me and then a little bit to you. And then it uh, it turns out that I'm watching Alone in the Dark next time we record. Seriously? Yeah. So Amazing. Harry, 
Harry and Meghan stays on for another couple of weeks. Oh, I avoid it. I avoid it for another episode. Yeah. Brilliant. If we can just keep this theme going for the next 11 years or however long we record for, that would be great. Imagine if it stayed on there for the rest of time. No, there's no possible way. Someone will want to want you to watch this film at some point. Yeah. Brilliant. So you have, have got to watch Alone in the Dark with Christian Slater. Mm. Our first Uwe Boll film, and I've been... I think I mentioned to you before, I've been wanting to get one of his films on for a while. That means that I've got to choose one to replace Alone in the Dark. Um, So for the next poll then, Harry and Meghan stays on for me. But for you, I'm going for Captain America, the 1990 version. Okay. Before they were good. Sure. Yeah. And it's available. Okay. It's it's available for you. It's uh it's on Stan. Do you have Stan? I've got Stan. Okay. Yeah, Stan. Yeah, it's on Stan. Mate, so you can <laughs> watch it. I'm just trying to think how bad is this film. Yeah, it's not great. Okay. I'll have to go back and look at some of the YouTube footage. It's been a couple of years since I revisited that YouTube footage, and uh, it was pretty bad from what I remember. It looked pretty. It looked pretty awful. So next poll: Captain America 1990 versus Harry and Meghan: A Royal Romance for me. Um, so look out for our our polls. <laughs> look out for our polls. Yeah, do that on our, on our Instagrams. <laughs> I don't think it's a hard decision. I think everyone should vote for Harry and Meghan. Hard disagree. I think everyone wants to hear you talk about Captain America. <laughs> the original, we'll wait, the OG. We'll, we'll wait and see. So if you want to catch up with us, you can do on Instagram at TwinPixPod. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can do it at TwinPixPod at gmail.com. Um, what else do we do for the, the sign off bit? Because we haven't done it for a while, so I've just completely forgotten. Know. It was you asked me where my social medias are. Uh, where are your social medias? <laughs> there, you can find me on Instagram at Chikanika or Nika Creative. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So thanks so much for listening. See ya. Bye.